Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a brand new show on the Ringer Podcast Network dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, I'll be talking with my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV and movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. to the Debt, Taxes, and Bananas podcast, where I will be breaking down yet another episode of the Challenge Global Champs. Now, for those who've been living under a rock or are too cheap and don't want to pay $6 a month for Paramount Plus, I'm just going to recap a little. I'm just going to recap a little bit. Argentina has been struggling uh, to win and to not be the entire first country eliminated from the show. Australia is struggling just to provide any sort of entertainment value whatsoever, which leaves the USA and the UK to carry the load. And while traditionally nothing good ever comes out of the UK, all right, uh, weather sucks, food sucks, dentistry sucks, I will say they do produce some quality reality television, and challenge cast members. Unless, of course, your name is Joss. Uh, Now, Kyle was one of my favorites for a long time, but like his tiny little ass, he's since disappeared. So filling the void on not just the challenge, but in my heart is my next guest. You may know him from Love Island, War of the Worlds 1 and 2, and you may also know him from raucous champagne parties in Ibiza, Spain. So, making his debut on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, Mr. Theo Campbell. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Mr. Johnny Bananas, I'll tell you what, on the challenge, they could tell you or say that you are a legend, all right? But that's just a title and it doesn't mean too much. They got to call someone something. But to come on your podcast, <laughs> all right, is a, is a real indicator. Forget the money, forget the championships, forget the titles. To make it here, finally, after all this time, onto your podcast, it, it is the ultimate win. 
I know, really, when I go to bed tonight, that I know whatever I've done in life, 31 years, that I'm going to go to bed tonight and, and know that I've actually made it. I'm so content and happy. So thank you very much for, for allowing me on. I know you've been blocking me not to come on and not responding to my messages for, <laughs> for years now. So to actually be gifted with this opportunity, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. That's, that's all I could say. You know you've made it, Theo, when you've either had a sex tape that's been released or you come on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. And since our video hasn't leaked yet, uh, you've got one of the two boxes checked, my friend. The now, listen, harder one is ticked off. The harder one is ticked off. As much as you have said that you've wanted to come on, I've also wanted to have you on for a long time. I just haven't had a reason because you haven't been back on the show. But to commemorate, this monumentous occasion. I brought Are you something. At me again? I brought something that you might be a little bit familiar with, Theo. This here is called uh, champagne. Have you ever seen one of these before? Hold on, hold on. Wait, no, no. There's special safety measures I take now around the champagne bottles. So. So, so Theo, I don't know if you've seen one of these now. I, I, I've had a hell of a time opening it. How do you do it? Do you, is it kind of like don't this? Don't do that. Is it what? Don't do that. Are you joking? Okay, so you, so you don't stare don't directly into it when you open it. Like this. Even this is how you I, I, the wire was on when it got me. It could get through that wire. So okay. you better how about, watch how about out. like this? How about like this? Is this? Do I, I should point it away uh, from these, me is what you're saying. These are cork proof. No, up, up. <laughs> That's what that's what she done. She pointed it at me like that. That's what she oh, done. Oh, I had it all wrong. Okay, you pointed up. Okay, Sick. gotcha. All right. Oh, oh, there we go. What are we toasting and, uh, to here? What are we toasting to here, Theo? Um, I think we should toast to... See and uh, double? See, now it's, it's more like blurred than double, but I think we should toast to... Um, a future one. Finally, when I win my law case against these mother... Motherfuckers. I'll they drink to that. Money. Yeah, to they, Theo, they cost me some challenge wins. To Theo, his law case, and his 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 beautiful eye. And my and my appearance here, you know. Hey, the, amount, the amount the amount the amount you you you're paying me to come on there as well as a bonus, you know. I'll be set up for the next. I well, can I'll drink to that. I can skip a few challenges now. You know what I mean? So now, for those of you for for those out there who don't know exactly what went down. It's not like you just stepped away from the show. That's intentionally. And I know I like to make light of it, and I like to take the piss out of you, as you say it across the pond. But give us the kind of the Cliff's Notes version on this traumatic event that you, uh, that you had to undergo there in, in Ibiza. All right, long, long story short, because uh, if you watch the challenge, you've probably seen my little clip on it anyway. But out partying in Ibiza... Um, celebrating and champagne spray party hundreds of people have bottles of champagne given to them for free everyone's popping champagne i'm walking along joss was there as well actually joss was there oh joss. um yeah joss actually saved must, me must have been a really fun party if joss was there <laughs> well it, luckily he wasn't the big factor in it but he was the only person who's, who's seen it um so it happens, and I was doing this and that. What and happened? So what happened? Me. So so a girl opened a bottle yeah. of champagne and shot you right in your eye. 
She done what you just done then. She she never opened a bottle of champagne, I assume, because, you know, who opens a bottle of champagne like this? It went around hundreds of people, her. Um, it's just pop like that. It didn't come off straight away. She starts shaking it, building up all that pressure. I'm still two metres right in front of her. Um, the exact wrong height for the day, you know. My, my height's never been a, an issue when it comes to anything, but that day, if I was an inch shorter, inch taller, it would have got me in the face or forehead, but, you know. Listen, we could all, story of my life, dude. We could all use an extra inch, dude. Yeah, unless unless someone's aiming a bottle of champagne at you. But it hit me in a sweet spot, got me in my right eye, busted my eye in half. Luckily, uh, there's such thing as eye surgeons out there, very good ones as well. Uh, he said two things to me. He goes, you might lose your eyeball if I can't stitch your eye back together. So obviously I'm I'm tearing up at this point, ringing my nan and saying, oh, I'm going to lose my eyeball. Anyway, does a fantastic job. Stitches my eye back together. I'm not even sure. I, every time I say the amount of stitches, I'm not even sure. Because every time we went in to take them out, it was a different amount. But it's about 16 stitches. I had to wear an eye patch for, you know, four or five months. Uh, long time to recover. Obviously, in that time period, I think the, uh, what was it? Total Madness was maybe at that point six weeks away. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for that. Uh, but I, I wanted to go. My, my physical body's fine. My eyes fucked up. But, you know... I'll, I'll, I'll still compete. Uh, should be all right. Not knowing the uh, severity of the actual injury at the time. But I went to Thailand, was training uh, with Kaz at the time. And then, you know how it is, I, right right at the end, I do do the medical maybe a week before and the, uh, just didn't, couldn't pass the medical with my eye. You know, so I needed, I needed a, a note from my, uh, my surgeon and doctor and they wouldn't, they wouldn't say... Uh, or give me the approval, which was annoying. And from then on, I've always, I've always kind of needed that. Even though I got, I get, the, I, I always got the availability phone call season after season after that, but never anything further than that. Until you know, they asked about my eye and said, "Well, I let them know actually. I got all my stitches up now. I could come back, right?" <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't, a, a it wasn't a, it wasn't a vision thing. It was more of a precautionary thing because of what we do, whether it's jumping off, you know you know, structures into water, running over each other, getting sandy right. It was more like they didn't, he did, the, the doctor didn't want your eyeball to open back up. That, yeah, that, that was the main reason. But yeah, the, uh, the other reason was because the stitches come, when the stitches came loose, so I had to go to the hospital about 15 times. When they come loose, you got to take them out. Because when oh. they come loose, it's like having hair in your eyeball. Oh. And it, you just, you, you're, you're fucked. You know, you're, you're, you're finished. You can't, I can't do anything. Now I've got to ring up your emergency. Uh, um, hospital for emergency and then they go and take one out at a time so and that, that happened maybe for when you're filming for total man that's happened three or four times so it you know sometimes the professionals know better than the individual because if i was out there in total madness and these stitches was were coming loose i would yeah. have been out either way because i don't know well, you didn't I don't know if- you didn't miss much all right if, if there was a season to take off total madness was the one because to this day that was the most miserable existence ever on, really? on, a, on a challenge. And I mean, that's including being marauded on an Island for a month. I mean, dude, that was every part of, of that was the, the definition of just being miserable. Um, well, glad to have you back, man. I got to say, there's been a few teases, a few seasons here in a row where it's like, Oh, Theo's coming back. And then he doesn't. Um, I'm just, I was over the moon to see you show up there. Uh, and yeah, it's good to good to have you back, man. 
If I could have taken a picture of Wes's face in the airport in uh, in the Netherlands, where, where we got the connecting flight together, I'm telling you, he that obviously I was just by myself. I was I was the only uh, you know legend to fly with everyone from a different country at that point. So obviously I met them at the airport, which I didn't know at the time either. I seen there, I seen Durrell, I, I recognise these guys. I seen Wes, I was like, I walked up to him. He turned around, he goes, "Hey, you're talking so." He, he turned around, he goes. <laughs> for a good five seconds I was like how you doing old buddy he goes please tell me you're going on holiday somewhere <laughs> I go I go no I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you you did a challenge he goes oh fuck's sake and he goes why are you coming back now <laughs> I, was, like, I mean <laughs> so so you're saying he was he looked even more pale at that moment than he does normally it is it was nearly see-through at that point you know like it's like a jellyfish it's like a ginger bearded jellyfish. You know, it was. It was. It, 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 it was a bearded jellyfish. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down, dude. A ginger bearded jellyfish. I couldn't pick. I couldn't think of a better way to describe him. That's how it was. You know, it's easy to imagine. I always said he looked more like you know the the uh, the vegetable rolls you get when you get sushi. It's like that see-through paper, and you can see like the noodles and the and the, and the carrots and the shrimp inside. Yeah, yeah, it's wafer thin. Throw a beard on a on a vegetable roll. Throw some freckles on yeah. there, and uh, you know, give it seventy fake businesses, and you got Wes Bergman, dude. That is that is him summed up. All right, so your first challenge season obviously was was War of the Worlds. Um, you made an immediate first impression, but before. You graced the uh, challenge television screen. Um, you did Love Island UK season three, um, which was, in my opinion, one of the, the the best seasons. I think America is still struggling to figure out the um, the uh, recipe because I don't know. You guys just 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 did it. You know what I think it is, and 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 I, and I have actually been told this by people on from from the UK when they first came on and Vendetta's the first time when it was like Melissa. Uh, Kyle, Joss, Rogan, they were like, you guys are like way too sensitive about intimacy. Like you're like, if somebody makes out in the house, you, it's like, it's like the news of the day in like the UK and on like UK reality television shows. I mean, it's normal for people to hook up with sleep with like three, four people in a season and people don't even think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is why a lot of reasons, because it's like that now. Kind of. It's a lot more sensitive now. Back then, things used to be a bit more lawless and, like, no one really cared as much about everything. But now, now these days, I think we, we was a lot... We didn't have as many TV shows or reality shows to even watch. So when something good come out, everyone kind of tuned in and watched it. And it was new, it was refreshing. Everyone was talking about it in the whole country. It was in the news every single day. Um, but now it's, now it's like that. Now it's very sensitive. Now... You know, if I went on Love Island now, I'll be cancelled in, in seconds. I think any challenger who went on to Love Island now and how it is, it will all be absolutely destroyed because how, how ruthless and reckless we are on the challenge uh, compared hey, to... Hey, speak for yourself. I, I'm not ruthless or reckless, <laughs> all right? Play I was very... branded... I, keep, I was branded as one of the most reckless and controversial and wild um, people on the show ever. I was like... I was just having fun. How? Compa- compared how to you. Poss- was, how was that possible? 
it blows my mind. I don't, I don't see, I don't understand how, how that was possible. I just thought everyone else was boring. But I'm with you, there's man. not many people. There's not many people like yourself or, you know, quite a few other challengers who just says that how it is and has a bit of wit about them. Everyone's we're just misunderstood, Theo. I think that's what it is. I no, think we're hey, just hey, misunderstood. Hey. We're up here. We're the other reality geezers. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so true. <laughs> and you know what? And, and it's it's very rare. And like you said, I think some people, especially on reality TV in general in the challenge, it's like some people come on and they just take it way too seriously when it comes to the dynamic and the relationships within the house. And I think people forget. It's like everyone you do realize you see these cameras around here. This is to make television. They're not just here to document us sleeping all day. When you see a camera pop up, I don't know, maybe do something. That's not a Sudoku puzzle. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) say something funny. I've always said this about like people that I keep in my inner circle, like my friends. If, if you're not ripping on me and if you're not making fun of me, I don't trust you. Okay. Yeah. I don't. And that's just how it is. Like, and there's so many people that are like, you tease them, you make fun of them. And they're like, oh my God, how can you do this? You're bullying. It's like, no, this is just how it is, man. Do you know why as well? Because that's, it's using uh, humor and wit is such a good way to get across uh, what's true. Yeah. And, and in a way not to be, you know, nasty or, you know, condescending. You do it in a jokey way and they get it. And you know what's really going on because half the time, when you're making or you're making fun of someone in a jokey way, you know, there's 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 a lot of truth in it. But if someone can't handle that joke, you can't really voice to them without sitting down seriously on something that's not that deep and let them know, you know, what's what you know, what they suck at. As the saying, <laughs> as the famous saying goes, there is truth in humor. And it really is. It's a way to it's also disarming, though. I've also found that it's a very good way to kind of like take the temperature down in a moment. Like, and, and, and that's the thing. I used to fight fire with fire, right? If somebody came at me and if someone puffed their chest out, I'd do the same thing back. But then all that does is it just keeps, every, they, you just keep trying to ratchet it up. If someone puffs their chest out and tries to go like alpha and then you just make fun of them and you just make light of the situation, there's no better way to not just, just disarm the situation, but make them look like a complete fool. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly the tactic. Yeah, you're good at that. You've like you've like mastered you've mastered that. And it's, that's exactly what I done to Paulie on World Wars Two. Mm-hmm. I made him blow his lid. Mm-hmm. You made him <laughs> it kiss. Was so you. Somewhat, yeah, I got a kiss out of it. You know what I mean? But it's people like that. People take themselves so seriously that it's so easy to wind up. It's like you just, yeah. at that point, really, it's you can't even you know, point a finger at, you know, myself or, or you for doing it because the opportunity is there and it's just going to be wasted if you don't do it. My dad always says you control someone to the amount that you throw them out of control. So the more you can throw somebody out of control and make them lose their cool, the more you control them. Um, I've learned the same thing on man. social media when people like, especially Twitter, when like trolls, I usually, I, I mean, I rarely respond to anyone that says anything negative anymore just because I don't want to give them the you know, the, the, the energy or the platform. But when somebody comes at you and says something really nasty or really negative to you on social media, and then you try and fire back with another insult, it's like you're stooping to their level. Nine times out of 10, when, a, when, when, when one of these idiots on social media says something nasty, just looking at their profile picture alone, you can generally pick like 75 different fatal flaws that this person has that you can make fun of. Or there's always like a grammatical 
error. Like they'll put like yeah, your yeah. Y-O-U-R and all you have to do is just put the correction Y-O-U apostrophe R-E and it's like settle. <laughs> um, yeah, settle. That one always wins. All right. So the challenge was kind of the same way back in the day. Like I feel like the, the early days of the challenge was like the Wild West. There was, I mean, all the alcohol you could drink, people are smoking cigarettes on TV. I mean, like you said, I mean, there was production would leave us for the weekend and it was just, I mean, mm. it, like it was like the prisoners running the prison. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were, you made your, uh, heyday, uh, or your heyday, you made your appearance obviously in 2017, which was kind of, you know, around the same time period. What were some of the similarities, I guess, and differences between UK reality television, Love Island and the challenge? Now I understand one's a competition show, one's a dating show, but just as far as like the shows go and as far as the, you know, the personalities on the show and just kind of the overall, you know, uh, you know, just in the format of it. Like, what would you say the big differences and the similarities are? Um, I say one one of the one of the differences is is on Love Island, everyone lies and pretends that they're they're not trying to win. You know, everyone's like, oh, everyone ha- everyone has to lie and pretend they're only there for love, and not not actually to win. But on the challenge, everyone's like, I'm only here to win. <laughs> You know, so even though it's a to- it's a different bit of a different concept, but that kind of like lie about oh I don't care, like I just love this person and I want to be with them, win, win or lose, and you know ninety five percent of them break up within a couple of months of the show ending anyway. So yeah, I've the, always the been there. shocked. I've always been shocked that more fruitful relationships don't develop on a show like Love Island. Uh, yeah, the, the fail rate is outstanding. How many do fail? <laughs> like, it is, I can't imagine why. I think three people will be married from it and had kids. But okay. you know, you're talking six people out of maybe 180 people to go on the show. So I don't know what the statistics, the, the percentages are on that. But that's very low. But at the same time, it always people. It always is good for the individuals for both of them to stay together. Because as a couple, you, they always earn more money as a couple. Or you always earn more money as a couple coming off the show, even years down the line. And unless you're really boring, there's a few boring ones. But but then the problem yeah, is still. Like, but then the problem is still. You have to stay with one person, and be faithful, dude, and that's going to be very difficult for you. That's 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 why I come off fully single, and I was like one of three single boys coming off the show, <laughs> and I absolutely scooped up nearly everyone in the UK. <laughs> I was on tour like Chris Brown, <laughs> right? I was in PAs three times a week, six months straight, every single time going to a club. Because the other, I sometimes do a double PA with with one of the guy, guys of a girlfriend, and they get to twelve o'clock, and like, oh, better go to bed now, my girlfriend. You know what I mean, I'm like, all right, I'll be there, my friend. I'm like. Pick I'm just best, getting started. Best, pick the best six and bring them back to the hotel in half an hour. And it was just absolutely like, and it was always messaging me like, oh, I wish I wasn't with my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, man, it's more money and more fun for me. So you, you, you'd be happy with your girlfriend. She's all right. Well, you did it at, at, at one point uh, throughout this, throughout your, uh, when you were, you know, Single Theo sowing your oats. Um, you and Kaz, where'd you? Where'd the two of you meet? Where'd your guys's relationship initially start? That was I met her training for World Wars Two in Thailand, and then uh, yeah, Kaz dropped me a message as well, and I hooked her yep. up. With, uh, and how'd that go? That's one of my favorite stories. So, Kaz, <laughs> how did it happen? Wasn't wasn't she was texting and, and and wait, what was it? You said that guy was an asshole, so to come stay. She didn't she go to Thailand to see a guy. No, I told him she's a hoe. 
That's what I said to him. So she sent me a picture of this guy <laughs> when I was out in Thailand. I was like, oh, she goes, oh, I'm going to meet up with, uh, you know, this boy I'm seeing. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I was like, there's a place here you, you could train and stay if you want. Didn't have much intention at the time for anything. Now I see him and I see them on the strip on the night out. I'll go, oh, I'll go, oh, you know Kaz, don't you? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go, oh, she's, even though I've, never, I've only seen Kaz once ever when she, I, was, I was with my girl and she was with my boyfriend at the time. And he said, hello, that was it. But uh, I told him a, lot, a bunch of lies, yeah? So I wanted to sabotage it because I was a bit of a savage back then. I go, oh, I go, you know Kaz, right? He goes, yeah, man, she's come flying over to see me. I go, really? I go, but she, I thought she was flying over to see me. He's like, <laughs> what? And she's like, oh, she, he's, she's staying with me. <laughs> I was like, oh, she, she's gonna, she said she's going to stay with me next week. So I was like, so you're telling me that she's coming to stay with you and stay with me? I go, oh, she's a hoe. I go, do you know in England, she's known as a hoe, man. Like, do you know what we should do? I go, we should both block her. And I go, let's, send, let's take a picture. We'll both block her and never talk to her ever again. He goes, all right, he's American as well. <laughs> So he was so gullible. He was like, let's, 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 let's cut her off, dude. And we had a few drinks. Had a few, I probably snaked him. It was really bad. And then you ended up in a relationship. Well, it, was, it wasn't as simple as that. She messaged me a couple of days later. Like, what the... Because I sent her a picture. And a couple of days later, she was like, what the fuck did you do? What did you say to me? Stop talking to me. Now you've got, now you've got nowhere to stay. I go, don't worry. I spoke to the owners here. They give you your own little villa. And you could train. You could train with me for two weeks. She was like, "I can't believe it." She wow. was that for a day, and then she seen me. And then I told her, and she thought it was very funny as well. So, dude, that's yeah, that's, how that's, that that's some legendary shit right there, dude. That is some. That is some. That is some. <laughs> that's some legendary shit. Uh, the funny thing is, we actually went out on that same trip again, like a, a few days later or a week later, and we bumped into him, and he was just there, like so confused, like. Why is she with him? He's like, look at me. It's such betrayal. I couldn't even look at him. I was like, oh, I feel so bad. I've done so dirty. But, hey. Wow. It's, it's, it's a tough world, man. You know? Dog, <laughs> dog eat dog, man. I mean, I guess that's probably why, that's why you are so perfectly cut out for the challenge is because, bro, they're playing chess. They're playing checkers. You're playing chess, man. No, no, no. They're playing Sudoku and we're playing chess. Oh. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's I'll tell you yeah. what. Uh if you want to if you want to provide a lot of entertainment value to the challenge. <laughs> you don't need to strategize, all right? You don't need any like big dramatic moments, alliances. <laughs> you don't need to really do anything. You don't really have to do anything other than do Sudoku puzzles all day. And that's it. I mean, you will you will that's that's your surefire ticket to be invited back every season. Because I, I heard one of the worst ways ever to be eliminated on a challenge is um, a sit down game of uh, Sudoku. <laughs> There's nothing more humiliating than that. So it's probably the only thing you need to train for. Forget the running, forget the swimming, yeah. forget the, yeah. the puzzles. Get that Sudoku it's taken on, down. On the Sudoku has taken down some of the greats. I will say. I know. I know. So yeah. obviously, um, you. We're supposed to potentially come back on. Was it ride or dies with Georgia? I say, I say potentially. Like we 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 got the call. Um, we gave I gave names to them. There was a bit of back and forth, but no no contract was signed. There was a lot. Of, there was asking a lot of questions, but nothing really materialized from it. Really, like until you sign that contract, 
Yeah. Um, then you know, it's, it's 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 you just know that they're putting the feeders out. But they did ask. They was asking multiple, multiple questions, and it's going back and forth for you know a week or so. But um, in well, the we end, we could have used you. Um, I was, uh, there's there's always others. Well, potentially always others anyway. But yeah, I was, uh, but I didn't have a stitch at that time either. I had like one stitch left. <laughs> I had a, so actually I. I was hoping to go for it because I actually had a surgery. I actually went, um, I actually got um, got sedated because I, I had six left. It's been three years. I go, guys, just take them out. So I went under the knife. Went under the knife. I went into surgery, uh, and they only managed to get five of them out. So I was like, oh, finally they're out. And he goes, yeah, there's one I couldn't get out. I go, ah, <laughs> he goes, it was too, it was too strong. You got to wait till it comes loose. I was like, oh, for God's sake, dude. That's crazy, man. Because so, I remember I saw you right after your eye injury in in London, right? We, was it one of the reunion shows went out? Yeah, it was for the reunion show for, I think, World of Worlds 2. You had your yeah, eye patch yeah, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember seeing you. You showed us your eye. And yeah, it was, I mean, you could literally see like the stitches in, in your eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, what I, you know what my, fa- my favorite thing is to do to you now? Stand on your, your bad eyesight and like, you can't see me. There was a few times. There's a few times I do. I'd be standing right next to you, making faces at you, wherever you could not, couldn't see me. Keep laughing. Keep laughing. Do you know what? (laughs) Do you know what funny thing I done with Jordan? And I don't, I don't, I don't don't mind if anyone you know jokes up my eye. Oh, thank God! I'm glad. Okay, I didn't. I thought. I thought you were very sensitive about it. So now I can start making jokes about your eye. I, you could try it, right? I don't know how I feel about it. Not many people do it, but but Jordan made a joke, and it's on a night out, and I had a few drinks, and um, I've, I don't know why I've done this. He made a joke about my eye, and I really guilt tripped him. I said, Jordan, you should know better with your hand to to make fun of someone else with a disability like mine. And he was like, Oh, but I was being dead. I wasn't being serious. I was just think, making a thing. I was being serious. He's like, Oh, sorry, man. Like, I won't joke about your eye again. I go, you don't see me joking about you or anything. I go, that's horrible. And it, I, honestly, he looked and felt so guilty. Wow. Because <laughs> like, I, I was drunk, I just carried it on. I go, all right, you better apologise and buy me a drink. <laughs> he goes, there you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I didn't even tell him I was joking in the end. But he, I feel like he felt really bad about it. I might have to, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell him. I'm, I'll carry it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll actually... I'll, I'll make sure he doesn't hear this part of the podcast, so he has no idea that that was that that, that you were joking around the whole time. Because you got to keep that going. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. So we now get you back, all right? Back where you belong. Back on the challenge. Global champs. I think this confused a lot of people going in. Uh, There was the legends and there were the global MVPs. Was this like a clerical error or did you pay someone off? How did you, A, end up as a legend and B, like not end up on the UK squad? How did you pull that one off? So I explained how I ended up being a legend. What, how it was, because I missed four seasons, I was in um, like arrays of challenge wins. So in the four seasons I missed, the producers knew I would have won at least one of them, or maybe two of them. So they go, even though you was out with your injury and you missed four seasons, we know you would have won one. So technically, this is, yeah. this is your eighth season. Yeah. So even and, this though, is your, even though, and you've made it to three finals yeah. and won two. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you would have won two in the four oh, yeah, seasons, yeah, you're yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, made yeah. it to so three. You won thinking. two. That's pretty impressive, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Out of four seasons, you've made it to three finals and won two. Theo, that's that's awesome. Mate, so so they knew I missed four seasons. So they knew they they knew. So that I, so really, you know, not technically or anything. You're a legend on paper. You're not. But no. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shoehorn you in there because mm. you you would have been a legend. Yeah. Technically, now hit now come back and prove that why you are a legend to secure um, the, you know your status, and then obviously coming on here with you is really like the last nail in the coffin. To that's it. Know, that's it. You've made feel feel. I mean, you've made it. All right. Now we just got to leak that sex tape, bro. And we'll, you're gonna be you're gonna be on the front page of the Sun. That's, that's the worst paper to appear on. Oh boy, that's okay. the big number one bullshit paper. All right. Well, good to know. Coming on this season of uh, of global championships, how did it feel? How did it feel to be back? Because I'm not going to lie. Like when I was happy to see you, I guess Wes wasn't happy to see you. I was happy to see you. But how did you feel? Like what what was it like being able to come back and almost like getting like your 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 second your second lease on life? Because it's crazy how many UK cast members just came on the show. And we're just like such stars, like from the, from the get go, right? Like you guys are just cut from different, different cloth, but then for whatever reason, we don't need to go through all the different uh, occurrences as why, but they all kind of fizzled out. Uh, you're one of the, the, the last remaining, you know, soldiers. So how did it feel to be back? It was, it was great. It was great to be back. Um, I did feel a little bit, uh, what's the right word for that? anxious when I was on there. I kind of forgot because I had done it because up to, you know, season two, what it was too, up to that, I was doing athletics. I was always out. I was always traveling the world. And then Love Island and then, you know, the first challenge and the second challenge. And then that's the longest spell. Then I had a baby as well of just being, living like for the first time, like a, a normal life. <clears throat> you know, I had that Like a civilian. Yeah. So I kind of like, after three years, you kind of start 
you get detached from a losing home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just felt a bit weird. So I was back again. And like, even though it only felt like yesterday when I was on there, when I was doing the other one, it just felt like, ah, oh, so long. So at first I was a bit like, oh, how should I play this? And because I got called on such short notice, I wasn't the absolute fitness freak I, I originally was. You know, I got two, <laughs> two, weeks no, two weeks notice. I'd done no training apart from gym. I was so unfit. I vape now as well. I didn't vape before. I was like, oh, everyone thinks I'm fucking going to be really sick. And then apparently they didn't know because I got picked fucking seventh. I was like, all right, then I might get picked third. Or hey, fourth, and you you're know, welcome. You're welcome. You know that Sarah, when I was standing next to Justine, she's the one that asked. She goes, who? She asked Justine to ask me, who should she pick? You or Nelson? And again, got to put it out there as a disclaimer. Love you, Nelly T. But, you know, it's you or an, an Olympian, dude. So it's, uh, you know, had the, and, and I told her, I was like, you got to go with Theo. So had that not happened, you would have ended up with. Who was the last pick? Nelson was last picked, and he was with and he was with Hui. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Hui, yeah, Hui. That would have been a funny. Yeah. That would have been a funny team. You guys would have crushed it yeah, on the uh, swing your partner into the fucking bowl situation that I, I, Nelson I kind of screwed I up. Be- I would have hoped I'd done better than that. It was nearly impossible not to do better than <laughs> than how Nelson done. That was it. Was in- it was incredible. Do you know you watch some some eliminations and you wonder what you would do. And then you see someone do it like how Nelson do it, and you really question yourself, like, what if I'm that shit? What if, what, what if I couldn't figure something out like that, like how he's really struggling? What, what if, if the basic stop? laws of physics just cease to exist when I'm in this, uh, is, this elimination? This is zapped out of your head that everything you know just disappears and how anything works. And I think I worry, I was watching that, but oh, fucking hell, I forgot about eliminations. So I used to, in my head, I, got, I love eliminations. I had to watch that, but oh, fuck. Yep. What well, well, no, you always like watch that. them. No, here's what always happens. You'll watch like six, seven, eight eliminations in a season. And every one, you're like, oh, man, I would have I would have crushed that one. Then you go into one and you're just like, oh, my God, how the fuck am I going to do this? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, listen, that not, so there was two big, I guess, mon- monumentous occasions uh, happening simultaneously in your life. You not only were reunited with the challenge, but you were also reunited with an, uh, with an old familiar flame for the first time. So what was that like? You see, seeing Kaz for the first time on TV. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a hard one to get past my girlfriend. That was, uh, you know, going away for six weeks with your ex-girlfriends on a TV show. Because I've done X in the Beach before. That didn't work out too well. But TV show, like how that was, that was a hard one to get past. You know, I think I still owe her some money from that, actually. Um, there was that factor, but being, being on there with her, yeah. like I said, at first, at first, you know, and even, you know, even throughout, throughout the show, I just, just, I was, wasn't sure to trust her because every encounter we had up until we was on the show had been very standoffish and negative in a way. And you say hello and it always, it always led to one place. So yeah, she was really nice to me there. And I was like, yeah, she's is that because nice. she still has a lot to, a lot to work on? You mentioned that on the show, one of the conversations <laughs> that things didn't work out because she has a lot of a self improvement that she needs. To, you were you were obviously always the perfect one in the relationship. She says it herself. She's working on herself, and she needs to self improve. I was just like, well, I I feel like it is you more than me because how gonna be me? You know, I'm fucking funny and stuff. You know, yeah, just, yeah, perfect, dude. You're you're, you're, you're perfect. Not as, you're not as funny, you know. 
Um, but yeah, it, it was strange to be an animal. But I, I had some trust issues, whether she's just being nice or she was just playing, playing on my nice side. So, you know. Well, you handled it well. And you had a tough act to follow because obviously, you know, the season before was the first time that Tori and Jordan had to be in a house together. They obviously, I think, you know, were a little bit deeper in their relationship. Uh, they were engaged. Um, and then they both had to watch the other one canoodle with other people. Don't want to beat the Tori and Jordan storyline like a dead horse like we did all last season. But I said this time and time again with them and with you. I'm like, man, I couldn't think of a more miserable situation to be placed in than to have to live with. And I mean, just on a daily basis, just be around, you know, your ex when you were no longer mm-hmm. together in that environment. I know, I know. And especially as well, like say it was World Wars One or World Wars Two when when they came in with some of my um original friends and stuff. Obviously none of them was there. So like obviously me and you me and you were good pals, but other than you, you know, I wasn't really you know, I didn't really have too many other little friends in there, apart apart from her in the end. Um so I was like, Oh my god, like, you know, I got I got two two kind of kind of mates in here flipping. It's kinda of, it was like we we was Fall together through because then you know with her as well she was in a, a similar situation you know she done the season with Zara Nathan obviously went straight away so she didn't have many it was like kind of like forced to work yeah. together in a, in a in a friendly way because you know we had no other options really uh, so. so you were so you were forced to uh, be in a in, in a close environment with her but you were not forced to be in close quarters with me because the two of us planned from the beginning. We can't share a bed. We're going to pick beds that are right next to each other. And that's what we ended up doing. We had the best room in the house. That, that was, I think of, uh, you know, our friendship will always fall back down to that point. You know, you, you hooking me up with the best bedroom with the best view with the baths and everything <laughs> and the big wardrobe. And, you know I mean? Next time we're out and you go, look, you know, who's round is it? You can say, yo, remember that time we got you that sick bedroom next yep. to me? I'm like, all right, all right, let's get a bottle. 942 and the rest, you know. Do you know how many people ask me before we go in? How many people ask me, where are you going? Because everyone wants to follow me because they think I just like magically know. Listen, it's not rocket science, all right? If we're in a mansion or if we're in a villa, guess what? Generally, the master bedrooms in mansions are on the second floor, all right? They're not using on the ground floor. They want the view. So that's what you always do. If there's a staircase, you run upstairs. And then from there, it's just, it's a crapshoot whether you go right or left. We picked, we picked right. And uh, we ended up getting the most Mac Daddy suite. Our closet was bigger than most of their bedrooms. And we only had three people in our room. Um, you know, you've watched the first, we, we're talking, we're going to talk about episode four, obviously, but then the, 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 the episodes leading up to that, one of the overarching storylines is this partnership between Tristan and Kellyanne. What's your take on the Tristan and Kellyanne partnership? And, Tristan strikes me as like a very straightforward, just cut and dry, simple English gentleman. And he gets paired mm. up with, I mean, do, do you think he's, he's ever come across anyone like her before? And do you think he was happy to have her as his partner? He, de- he definitely hasn't come across someone like her because I don't think I've come across someone like Kellyanne before. You know, <laughs> she says it how it is and she's not, she's not afraid at all to, to say, 
what she's thinking. And, and watching it now, obviously, we don't see everything that's happening in the house. We're not always there. Uh, she's not, you know, I don't blame her. She's not wrong for saying the things she was saying. And that whole situation between her and uh, jo- what's her name? Joe? Jo- Jonah. <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Johnny. John, that's it, Johnny. God, how did I get that was so wrong? It's, I don't know anyone called. I don't know anyone called Johnny. Like, it's such a, it's a nice name, but I just don't know anyone. It just went left my head. But yeah. um, that, <laughs> that so, so she was, so, so, so she was, so she, she had a situation with Jonah. Okay, Kelly and Jonah have a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it's hilarious. Like I, I don't know why more people didn't pick up on the fact uh, when Kelly said to her, "You're not going to vote me in, are you?" And she just looked and goes. No, it's because we're friends, aren't we? She was like, and you're not going to vote me in? She goes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I might vote you in, and, you know, you are my friend, but, ah, what's, what's friendship mean these days? <laughs> Zilch in, in, in Jonah's eyes. I've never seen... I was getting, like, secondhand uncomfort, okay? I was uncomfortable secondhand just from watching the conversations between Kellyanne and John A. In the closet, again, when... I mean, Kellyanne was... All over the place, dude. You want to talk about someone who is just like riddled with anxiety all time. And it's just like, you got to just, and Tristan told her, he's trying to tell her, he's like, you got to just stop talking. Just stop running around because all you're doing is just making the case for us to go in even stronger. And again, as someone like him, who I think is a lot more tempered, okay, even tempered. And I think he's, he's a lot more even keeled and he's someone that I think is, a little more, uh, uh, you know, just analytical when it comes to just how to play the game. Mm. To, they could not be more polar opposites from each other. He was thinking, all right, it's, it's happened now. They voted us, voted us in. Let's play nice and make some friends. But she's like, they voted us in. Fuck them all. Like, that's, what yeah. they, that's where the opposites were. And he was like, oh, no, look, we can still pretend not to hold grudges and make some friends yeah. and get on some people's side. She was like... All right, if you want to vote for me, then take, I want, we'll take you all on then, you bunch of fucking motherfuckers then. <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't listen so. to her. She's not feeling well. Um, so, and then you have the Zara and Wes partnership, which is another funny one to me. Because you have, you have Wes once again in the house and you know him very well, as do I. The, the absolute king of propaganda. Listening to him try and like talk strategy with Troy and Grant and basically convincing them as to why he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Usually rookies fall for it. It seemed like these two weren't buying it though. And I think that Wes, as Shakespeare says, Dow doth protest too much. And I think he put himself in kind of like Elian. He put him in a self in a position that, you know, from by his own doing. He can't help himself, but I feel like Grant seen through it. He must have watched the show before. He's seen through it. Troy was like, oh, I think Troy was in awe of Wes. Like, Mystified? To be yeah, he was in awe. Like, I can't believe Wes Bergman's talking to me and giving me tips. <laughs> like, I'll do anything you say. Where Grant's like, nah, fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> he's talking too much. And Wes, when he come in the house, he goes, what I'm, what I'm not going to do is overplay my hand and do what I usually do. Oh. And I, I don't see too much of it. Now I'm watching the war, I'm like, he just, he just can't help himself. He cannot go into the game and just play it smooth and let things just naturally unfold. He has to try and rally up people who just... I just don't believe that as many people f- fall for his 
master strategies as he wants to believe. And they always nod their heads in front of him, but as you can see behind the scenes, it has a complete opposite effect. So she was sort of like grand. He's like, all right then, he's now on my, my hit list because he's, he's, he's talking too much to me. Like people from different countries just have different mindsets as well sometimes. Like there's it, it, a, a lot more untrust yeah, from the I offset. Think Wes has lost his touch, man. He used to be able to, that's what, that was his, Wes had one strategy and he'd employ the exact same one every single season. And that was <laughs> wrangle up all the misfits and all the rookies, promise 13 people a guaranteed trip to the final if they do what he says. And if they would have done math for one second, they know, well, how is that possible if there's only six people going to the final and you're one of them? It would always backfire and blow up in his face because then, he made way too many promises that he couldn't come through on. Uh, but this one didn't even get off the ground. This was like failure to launch, dude. They never even got off the launch pad. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't have enough time to even talk to, to turn on him. They just figured it out by himself. But that was, exact, that was the exact reason why he left like week two or one on World of Wars 2. Yeah. You know, yep. he done yep. the exact same thing. And everyone was like, oh, he's made a promise to absolutely everyone in it. I know he didn't make a promise to me, but all right, maybe not everyone. Um, next thing you know, everyone's like, no, you've overplayed your hand. You're, 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 you're in. We kind of are starting to see in Team USA. I mean, it didn't take very long for uh, Team USA to start cracking at the seams a little bit. And and you knew this from, from obviously the, 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 the conversations that we had as a team and as a group of who to vote in, that Danny and Sarah were kind of just they were pushing a different direction than the rest of us were, right? I mean, you were paired up with Sarah, but it was almost like you wanted to go one way, she wanted to go another way. And it seemed like it was kind of down the line of the CBS. So it was like kind of uh, Ben, Danny, Sarah, Justine, you, me, Casey, and Tori. It was like we were both pushing in opposite directions, right? We had kind of people we wanted to protect. They had people that they wanted to protect. But this is the first time that we see Danny really vocalizing the fact that the reason he wants to target Jordan and Wes is because he doesn't want to run a final against them, which was information that was never made privy to us. So how'd you feel about that? Hearing that? Cause we didn't know that at this point. Not at that point. No, he didn't know at that point, but I think that conversation happened very soon after, but you know, I guess I, I, I at first, obviously, you know, the first few episodes, because we don't know them very well, I was always, when it comes to the discussions and you as well, I was always, we know better. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're the legend. We know better. You know, follow our lead. Trust us. So I was always I was always on Tory's side in their little dynamics. But it was hard because, you know, because it was hard having Jordan there, you know, and Jordan was like, you know, and I had Kaz there. You know, she was, you know, as, as someone outside of our team knew her, she was one of our... Um, one of the people I could trust, but she was attached to Jordan. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it is one of the sayings, you know, you want to try and, if you think someone, you know, is really going to push you for your money or you potentially has the ability to beat you, then, you know, you want to aim for them. So it was hard, but Tori was the same as well. Like, you know, so it was kind of, Jordan was like, not protected by Tori and me through, through Tori to, to him and, and me to Kaz. Um, they made their dynamic to try and make moves that, that, on paper, made sense. You know, on paper, you know, get get rid of Jordan. You know, it, it makes sense. That's how it often goes down. One of the reasons I got flipping out on World Wars Two. They're like, all right, you know, he has a good chance uh, to 
Do you think so, do you uh, think that it was almost kind of like not occurring to them though that you're basically you and your partner are you kind of have to push in the same direction. You got to you got to choose a direction you got to push because you and, and again kind of to your point Jordan and Kaz were pretty much protected on two different fronts, right? You protecting Kaz, Tori protecting yeah, Jordan. Yeah. So that almost seemed like it was a team that was kind of like not even an option and like off the table. But it's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason, you know, you your partner and, and Tori, it was like, it, they, you know, that was still something that just kept coming up. Couldn't let it go. And it was so, it was so, it was so early in the game as well. We were obviously, we were there, we were trying to explain to them, like, all right, you say, say somehow this does happen. You know, Jordan has a very good chance of coming back. Now he's going to be trying to come for us. And yeah. does he have a good chance of winning a daily? Yeah, he has a very high chance of winning a daily. Who's he going to recover for after that? Yeah. It's going to be one of us now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, 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 you know, this could happen, you know, a, a week later, whenever, whenever the shot gets fired. And next thing you know, instead of, you know, getting very close to the final or making the final, you're, you're out after, you know, the, the first half of the game because... You know, like you, like I think, like you said, there's the right time to pull a trigger, and you know, if you pull that trigger too soon, it, and it and it and it backfires, then you just fucked yourself. But that, yeah. that was the part he didn't quite quite get. It's not as it's not as simple as just voting someone down and them losing. And them losing, oh, yeah. Losing. You got to be calculated yeah, about when you send them in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that that was one of the parts he didn't get. But an- another thing, you know, I was thinking, you want to get Wes out? I was like. Did he not watch World Awards 1? I smoked Wes by three hours in the final. Why are you so scared of Wes for? I was offended that I wasn't in the mix. I was like, Wes got out. Well, he can't target you. You're paired up with his, with, 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 you know, his best friend in the house, Sarah. But I got picked seventh and wasn't even mentioned. You know what I mean? Well, God. Well, because I I was shocked by that too. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there watching the names drop and I was, I was, mystified by that as well they just don't know theo they just didn't know they probably saw you vaping they probably saw you with that vape in your mouth they're like oh there's no way no um he's 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 huge and vapes there's no chance the gates of hell challenge it did not come across on tv just how goddamn dangerous this challenge was okay there's very few challenges i show up to and i'm like who approved the safety measures on this now just to paint a picture for everyone out there we go to this like a band. No, it wasn't an abandoned warehouse. It was at a uh, trash dump. Right. But it was this warehouse that I guess I don't know what it was repurposed for, but whatever it was before. I mean, there was like exposed metal rods, rusty metal rods sticking out of the ground. There was huge. I mean, just potholes. And there was like this 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 trench cement trench that was dug in the middle. There was elevated cement pillars and they're like, all right, guys, here's what you're going to do. You're going to line up. And like the running <laughs> of the bulls, you're going to sp- first get a rope, which really would have fucked people up. You're going to sprint through this absolute obstacle course of like death and destruction as fast as you possibly can to this into this gate. And then once you're there, dude, I mean, I'm so shocked that nobody got seriously injured in that. I mean, that was brutal, man. Jody at one point was pinned under the fence. I mean, dude, that, so, no, that twice that happened. Twice that happened, but yeah, for, for sure, the, the first part of that was the most dangerous. Running yeah. to the gate, and that was health and safety absolute shutdown. And we got a race, 
And I got pushed by Jordan as well. We're like, all right, no one push each other. Let's not yep. talk about everyone because someone can actually fall in this ditch, up. crack their head. Everyone's running really fast as well. And then someone could just do a dirty on you. And I'll, yeah. like, I'll get pushed back at, at the beginning. I thought, yeah, I, was, I just stepped up to the side. I thought, you know what? If I push you back and you're going to be on the floor and fucking go in the hospital or something. But that was, yeah, that was dead dangerous. And obviously two, two people got crushed under the gate as well. Dude. I think uh, Joe, Jody was one of them, I think. Obviously, that you, I did get to see that. And so, someone else got stuck under the gate. So obviously that gate is lowered. The, the, the gate, is the, you know, it's only barely a foot. And when you've got your leg, your, your back and your knee under something that can't compress to a foot, the, the machine starts jamming and they start screaming and crying. You got to do the Indiana Jones. You got to either go dive head first or slide feet first. Jody kind of did like a, I'm going to, turtle crawl underneath it and it's like <laughs> there's no way you're fitting through no, um no, west, west did a pretty cool somersault though were you jealous at his at his somersaulting skills yeah i think a bit like him i couldn't i couldn't pull that off if i tried just like yeah. how he he did you know he didn't try to do that but he <laughs> he saved it somehow <laughs> um they're obviously after the challenge is over west wins by default i will say that the rules were very foggy in that one. It was supposed to be like, if you weren't, if your entire body wasn't under the gate, it wasn't a win, but things changed. So Wes got his first victory. He made sure everybody in the house, I think everyone in South Africa knew that he won. But let's, let's not forget, let's, let's not forget why he won though. He why? won because his, his, his partner, his 75, his 75 pound partner got an NFL player in a headlock. At the in a headlock. Yeah, dude. So, so, so she was an animal by Zara. Yeah, she was a beast. She was so fast and strong. And Zara she held Daddy back. Was an animal, dude. An absolute animal. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, mm. Danny and Tori. I mean, they're they're physical, right? They're big. They're physical. Um, Zara is. I mean, a stiff wind would 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 blow her away. Wes, regardless of what he says, is not a fan of physical contact. But nevertheless, they uh they they uh, they, they 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 won, dude. She was the muscle in that. Yeah. You know, yep. then, it, then it is left up in a foot race between Wes and uh, Tori, and obviously Wes would just beat her. But I, I, don't, I wish they put more emphasis on that headlock. They briefly showed her. I was like, that headlock was legendary. Like, yeah. There should be more emphasis on how great that really was. That was, that, that was key. So the, vote, the voting, the, 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 the strategizing and the voting prior to the vote, it seems like this is the first time. And again, I will take I, I will only take partial responsibility for not having a better read on, on what was going on in the house because I was in bed the entire time. But this is the first time we really get to see like the game that kind of like Australia was playing and how they were kind of like in cahoots with certain members of the USA squad, uh, i.e. anyone who's not named Bananas, Tori, Casey, or Theo. And it seems like they all... Even though Naya and Rotary have lost, knowing that Rotary has one hamstring, it's like this is not a, this is not a time to make a big swing and to and to take a big shot. And knowing that they're most likely going to go home, but it seemed like they were so dead set on trying to get either to, to try and get rid of Jordan that they were willing to try and you know send him in, which would have just been a boneheaded move. And again, Darrell and Tori are the only ones that are making sense here being like, this ain't the time, dude, you go with the house. This, this is, this is not the right move. This is not the right time. Mm. And I was very upset by that. 
Yeah. And Danny was telling Tor, basically Danny was saying, he's like, I, I want to be Tori's number one, but I feel like Jordan is. And it's like, Danny, she's your partner. Okay. You guys just (laughs) based on, based on process of elimination, like there's no one that she has. I mean, you guys have to win together. So, I mean, that's just like, that just made, I don't know. That just made no sense to me. It it, it was defaulted. You can't be your partner's number one because you're, you know, even though, did you have to say the same vote? You had to say the same vote, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you had to come. Yeah, you had to come to an agreement on the same vote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which is going to get real interesting down the line. Um, do you remember Wes? I, I don't know if he'd said this to you too, but he comes up to me and he goes, you guys got to make a big move. Now's the time to do it. And it's like, oh yeah, Wes, of course, because you're not, because you, you're in the position that you're in. You want us to get messy yeah, and to make yeah. things dirty. We'll see next time if you're, yeah, if you're still yeah. in this uh, mindset. Um, Danny and I had this conversation at the bar. I'm not sure if, if you were privy to it, but this is basically what I was trying to like break down to him is it's like listen man like I, I here's what i feel like i felt like at this point our partners on our on team usa they all felt like whatever decision we make whatever idea we had whoever we're working with whatever strategy we proposed they just automatically assumed that there was an angle all right and that there was some ulterior motive behind it and we had our best interest in mind and not theirs so it was almost like no matter what idea we put out there, they automatically yeah. just because it was coming for us from us, we're just yeah. going to flat out disagree with that. And what I was trying to because they didn't show a whole lot of the conversation that was long, but I was basically telling them, like, listen, where we're at right now, like we're all pushing in the same direction. What's good for you is good for us. I know they wanted to try and get rid of Jordan. But that just wasn't happening at this point. And we all just need to know that we're on the same page and we're and and. We were the most intimidating, strongest squad in the house and the rest of the house knew that and they weren't going to fuck with that unless we started the fracture. And I don't know, man, it's going to be tough to keep this one together. Yeah, it was like whatever choice we made, they automatically felt like they're number two and we're we're, we're taking away their voice and their their power and undermine them, even though that wasn't the case. But that's how they sometimes automatically felt. Because we had a conversation for five minutes before talking to them and suggested something to them. They're like, yeah, but this is uh, not exactly what we want. So they just started being a bit like, oh. And I will say, and I will say that up to this point, we didn't, I didn't know. I don't think you knew what was going on downstairs with, with Team Australia and Team USA and that they were working together and they were in an alliance together. Right. And they were protecting each other. That was never made known to us. I feel like in the conversations we had as a team, we made it known who we kind of had to look out for, i.e. Wes and Jordan, just based on the fact that, you know, the real, the, the, the amount of time, the relationship that, that we have with them, Darrell too. But it was almost like we put our cards on the table as who we needed to protect, whereas they were like, no, we're not going to protect those people. We're not working with them. You guys had this other alliance, yet they didn't divulge the Australian alliance that was taking place downstairs. Yeah, exactly. I'll see la- later on in the show. It's, it's, it's easy to see what, what goes on. Because obviously we're, we're, we're suggesting stuff, you know, like, you know, later on we're suggesting stuff and then things become very like, we, we kind of agree upon it. And that's, you know, we, we bring it to them. And it, it's a big, uh, it's a big stop sign in the way. Shit gets, like, just put it this way, people. Shit is about to get real, real messy. All right. Yeah, real messy, real messy. 
TJ goes to the Hall of Fame. Just want to give a very big shout out to our boy and our fearless leader, TJ Lavin. Um, I mean, dude, this guy put his, I mean, everything, dude, his life, his, his health, his well-being on the line for a sport that he loves. Almost lost his life doing it. So I don't think there's anyone out there who is more deserving, uh, you know, to get that recognition than TJ. So, um, yeah, our fearless yeah, leader, Tej, congrats. And thank you for the uh, shout out. You know, during his acceptance speech, he gave a shout out to uh, the challenge cast and crew. That was pretty cool. We got, we got TJ there. Yeah. Uh, the elimination, I think, went the way that we thought it was going to go. I mean, did anyone, did you have any doubt in your mind that Ben Han and Jody weren't going to win that? It was closer than I expected. Yeah. You know, Rog- Rog- Rogery done so much better than I expected. Like, if we, for the guys who don't know, Rogery tore his hamstring in half. Yeah. To the point, I don't know if you, any of you had, had a torn hamstring before, but it it, it, it bruises and you get blood, it, you know, under your skin where your muscle's torn. That's what he had. He couldn't even walk. Yeah. So, you know, to, to oh, and, and obviously Nye couldn't even get to the top, so he ended up doing most of the work. So, you know, I thought that was just going to be, I didn't think they'd even doubt it, even attempt it. But, you know, fair play to him. He tried it. I'm sure he couldn't walk for four months after that elimination. He must have torn his hamstring in half. But he gave it a go. He, he didn't quit until, you know, that's what that's what you call giving it everything. Do, going into an elimination, knowing you can't walk, knowing you, you're not going to win, but you give it everything anyway. So, I, you know, I had a lot of respect for that, even though it was a stupid thing to do. It's a stupid thing to do, but I respect that he tried regardless because... He had to, you know, he had to. You just took, he just took a uh, six month uh, healing process and turned it into about a year by doing that elimination. But I mean, you know what? I I have to, uh, it's very admirable. I will say out of all the countries, it seems like team Argentina has the most like pride. They have so much pride, dude. And they're, and they're so prideful about their country. And that's a very admirable thing. I love it, man. Um, they were great. They were great as well. It's a shame. Such that great energy, were, man. Such great energy. Personalities, yeah. It was a shame, though. So that, you know, they were easy to pick off because they were the you know the, the energy in the house. This is the life you know, of the party compared to flipping Australia and that. You know, Kiki was cool, but everyone else was pretty dry. No offense to them, but you know, if I could swap out eight more. Is it eight of them? Four more Argentinians instead of the Australians and stuff. That that would be an easy choice. What a jerk! Just I can't, this, I can't believe you just called. I can't believe you just called Australia dry. Come on, man! What's wrong with you? I love Troy. I I, I describe Troy as a uh, cornflake. You have cornflakes in America. Okay, yeah. he come onto the show as a cornflake, but now he left as a crunchy nut, honey uh, topped, crunchy nut cornflake. So Ooh. you know we get like, he a lo- crunchy he nut, a crunchy honey nut top cornflake. Yeah, yeah, he was just a plain old conflict to begin with, but you know what I mean. A bit of time with the boys, you know what I mean. He he, he learned a few things and come out of his shell. He grew up. He he grew up, man. Um, all right. Well, listen, dude. Uh, we're gonna bring it home here. It's a big lot. A lot to. Uh, oh man, there's gonna be a lot to unpack during the rest of this season. I think this is kind of the calm before the storm. I think people are starting to see the fissures in the dam, uh, beginning to uh to to appear. And you know what happens when fishers in a dam appear? Generally, after a while, it breaks and there is a biblical flood that follows. So it's going to get real messy. Not foreshadowing anything, but uh, yeah, there's a storm it of brewing. Messy. All right. Well, listen, Theo, yeah, thanks man. for coming on, man. Um, for all of those fans out there who want to find you, where can they uh, where can they look you up? 
Um, I think I've been deleted from Pornhub now, so not there anymore. Oh, shit. Um, All right. Well, that's unfortunate. Not there. Just a good old-fashioned uh, Instagram. Um, Twitter. I only I, I, I drunk tweet, really. I go on Twitter, I'll drunk. Tweet well, are you going to tell us? Are you going to tell us what your Instagram is? Yeah, we know we can find you on Instagram. Oh. Where can they find you? Oh, Instagram, Theo underscore Campbell 91. That, that's the name. Same, and that's exactly Theo. The well. It's Theo with a T, not with an F, even though he pronounces his, 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 he pronounced himself Theo, but it's, it's actually T with a T, right? My right. My, my bad. That's, that's my accent. I'm sorry. Theo Campbell. All right. 9-1, 9-1. But yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, I need drunk tweet and then I don't look at it again for a week and I go back at it. But uh, yeah, you know, funny only fans sometimes. Only fans? N- not anymore, man. Not anymore. No, no hung no. them up. You're dead now. You can't do that. Nah, I'm a dad now. All right. Dad well, now. I'm still. People are still trying to get me to join OnlyFans. So I don't know, man. The verdict isn't out yet. Well, you'd you'd subscribe to my OnlyFans. You wouldn't need to though, because I already send you all of the uh, all of my exploitative pictures that I take of myself. Yeah, you've sent me some very good content. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Well, well much appreciated. Right. Well, listen, man, I miss you. Can't wait to see you again. Um, hopefully on a, a future challenge season here in the near future. Um, and thank you once again, Theo, for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. 